to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Okay, our title of our lesson this evening is going to be Debt-Free in 2023. <clears throat> and we believe the... Uh, I mean, without question, the Spirit of God wants to enable all of us to do that, to have that. And uh, <clears throat> that's what we're looking for. And that's what, he, that's what he's desiring, therefore we should be desiring that. Give me one. I get one for her, and you get two behind you. Okay. There you go, Maria. Oh, really good. No extra charge there, so. <laughs> oh, really good. All right, looking at the. Uh, First scripture there listed is Genesis eighteen fourteen, and if you'll notice as you read across the notes, we're actually going to read from verses eleven to fifteen. Genesis eighteen. It's going to be Genesis chapter eighteen, and your note says verse fourteen. <clears throat> we will get to fourteen, but on the end of that note it says read verses eleven to fifteen, and so that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> All right. Starting uh, <clears throat> with verse 11, it says, Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. That means they're probably older than you and I. So, <clears throat> And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said, <clears throat> Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Verse 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord. And what would your answer to that be? Absolutely not. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And that's carried out many times throughout the Bible, and it's you know something that you and I need to place an emphasis on and believe. That's exactly who he is. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed... I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So he's certainly changing what she was thinking, or maybe he and her were thinking. <clears throat> Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but you did laugh. So she wasn't getting, getting away with that one either. So he says, no, no, you did laugh. 
Sarah denied, saying, let me see that word denied here. Is that one I wanted? That word denied means to deceive or lie. <clears throat> it's funny how it, and he says, nay, but you did laugh. So obviously she was uncomfortable with this part of the situation and the conversation and all or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. God certainly, as he always does for you and I today, he's gracious to us. He's never looking to whip us with a wet noodle or whatever. He's always out for our benefit. Many times we don't want to, for whatever reason, accept his benefits, especially when you're maybe just getting newborn again and don't know no, too much about the Word of God and everything else and how he is and what his nature is. That can change things, but <clears throat> he's good. He's always good all the time. Uh, <clears throat> and on my notes here, I have a few things that are going to go with some of these references that I'll share with you. <clears throat> One of my notes is to this in this same Genesis 18, 11, and 15 we've been reading. Do not allow the devil to put condemnation on you for any reason about anything. Do not allow him to do that. And the thing about that is, speaking for me, I'm the only one that cannot allow the devil to do that. I have to make that choice. We can't make it for each other, whatever. But that's an encouragement to us. Do not allow the devil to put you under condemnation. <clears throat> Trust the word of God to get you out of the situation you're in, whatever that is. Now, if it's a fantastic situation, well, he doesn't need to get you out of it. But if it's a bad situation, then he's able to help us with that also. And that's what he wants to do. The Spirit of God is an ever-present help in the time of need. And that's what, exactly what he wants to do for all of us. <clears throat> he's very good at it. Okay, we'll move along to the next one, which is Proverbs chapter 22 in verse 7. So, Proverbs 22. Verse 7. Proverbs 22 and 7 reads this way. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. <clears throat> Let's take a look here in a couple of these. The word rich, well, that's what it means, rich. Literally and figuratively, a rich person, a rich man. So, uh, the two different ones is this poor and the rich. Rich is better. That's what I found out. That's what I agree with. Much better, as a matter of fact. So, the rich ruleth over the poor. Let's take a look at that, ruleth. <coughs> Ruling means to have dominion over, to reign, and to have rule. So the rich rule over the poor. And again, that, that world system is still doing the same thing right now. Uh, 
But that's not God's will. That's not God's plan. Ritual over the poor and the borrower. Let's look at that one. Hmm. Several definitions as they usually are in many of these things, but one of the words is the twine. In other words, tighten something together. <clears throat> it's a form of obligation. The rich ruleth over the poor. It's a form of obligation. One who takes who one who takes what belongs to another. There you go. Sounds good. Yep. It's interesting. The different Bibles you have or devices or whatever, uh, you can get a lot of understanding and clarity finding out what the meanings really were because sometimes <coughs> in our English language it might not exactly mean the same and it brings brings other things out so I find it very helpful <coughs> in your notes also on this same Proverbs 22 7 it's saying debt has caused some believers to stop dreaming. Do you see how it can happen? If a person's in debt and they're a problem and they're under this weight of the one that's ruling over them, that can cause them to stop dreaming. God wants you and I to dream. God wants you and I to have expectation of good. And so, <clears throat> and you might say, well, what are we talking about all this debt stuff and stuff? We got anybody here in debt? I don't know. You know, I'm not about to ask. But sometimes we, we have younger believers that have come along, somebody just born again, they may be in debt. Was I ever in debt? What do you think the answer to that one is? Why, yes. Why, yes, absolutely was. Am I in debt now? Capital in a little low. But it takes a while. It takes a while. I was young. I'm not old. I'm okay. younger than. There you go. <laughs> amen, amen. <clears throat> so debt has caused some believers to stop dreaming. It affects the mind and imagination. We can see how it would certainly affect the mind, because if you're under that, absolutely, it's a burden. You're thinking about it all the time, and it's there. But how about the other one? The mind and the imagination. God wants us to imagine things. You're going to find that word imagination in the Bible plenty of times. And so that's what God wants us. We're going to be able to be able to think and see and grasp and look ahead. We have visionaries. We have some ministries that are large and always growing and doing things all over the world or whatever. Well, they've had, they have an imagination for that. They can see it and they do it and they go. And not everybody's like that or whatever, but that's their gifting and calling. So, <clears throat> Okay, so we'll move on to John, chapter 6, verse 63. Uh, let's see, that'd be New Testament, right? Uh... <clears throat> I did uh, forget last week, but I'm not going to forget this week because I got it on the page here at the end if you have any questions. So if you do have any questions and something wasn't clear or you want something, 
Then at the end, I'm going to allow time for you to ask questions. If you have them, you don't have to have them. You don't have to make them up. But if you had them, we'd be glad to take a couple minutes to do that. John chapter 6, verse 63. <clears throat> it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So we have the spirit and we have the flesh. <clears throat> when he says, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh prophet and of the words that I speak unto you, that word speak, <clears throat> it means to speak, say, talk, and tell. Speak, say, talk, and tell, or to utter. And if you come up with another definition, Ben, that's fine. Also, we'll go with it. So, but the one that I'm using is like that. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh. Interesting. Now, man is a spirit, spirit, soul, and body. But if a person's not born again, then the Spirit of God doesn't have entrance into their life. And so is this entrance, and, and again, this is in Red Jesus talking, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, yeah, to make alive, to give life, to quicken. It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. So it doesn't mean our flesh isn't any good, because if you didn't have any flesh this evening, then uh, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so we have this physical body being when the natural we consider things other ways about the flesh that part of us so the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life I don't think there's any difference in the words but let me look it up well I'm glad that I did you know what the Greek word is for that word words mm. ever heard of Kenneth E. Higgins, Rhema Bible Training Center. Mm -hmm. I know it well. This word is Rhema. Rhema. And so I give you the definition of it. It is an utterance. Saying in word. So it is an utterance. That's why you and I have mouths so that we can give an utterance. And the Spirit of God is well able to give us utterance as well. And at the end of the line on this John 6, 6, 63, <clears throat> notice I wrote down the words life and speak daily. You and I are to speak daily. Well, that means, did you do it today? I hope so. But if you didn't, you always get tomorrow. Speak daily. Choose life and speak daily. Our mouth is very important. Notice all the red in the verses we're going through. It's very important. Jesus was talking. So <clears throat> speak daily. All right. The next one is not a uh, scripture reference with it. But God's word is creative power. We release God's power 
speaking the word of God. So when it says God's word is creative power, how many times, I mean, especially in the Old Testament, you're going to get it over and over and over and over. And God said. And God said. And God said. Well, he's saying for a reason. And even here in what we're looking at this evening, we're in John. But you find many verses there in red. Jesus is speaking and saying something. Teaching. Giving understanding. <clears throat> and God said, so speaking the word of God is very important for all of us. Very important for all of us. Uh, and we say, speaking the word of God, well, as we started our service when we first started, we were praying in the spirit for a couple of minutes. Well, you're speaking, and your spirit man is speaking. And the spirit man is getting that direction and understanding from the Spirit of God. He's showing us things and doing things for us. So that is important. <clears throat> All right, let's go down to the next scripture then, which is Exodus chapter 12. We got to go back to Egypt? Yes, we do. Exodus chapter 12, and we want 29 to 36. Exodus 12, 29 to 36. Favor of God caused freedom, deliverance, and a financial miracle. That all sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. And it was the favor of God that did this. All right. Exodus 12, we're going to go over from verse 29. And the holy garments of Aaron shall be his sons after him to be anointed therein and to be consecrated in them. No. You're, not in 12. You're right, I ain't. All right, so let me try this again. There's Exodus right there. It's a big just 12. I don't get 12. Now we'll go to 29 like to 36. <clears throat> All right. Exodus 12, 29 to 36. I think I have it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> again, our note says the favor of God caused freedom and deliverance, a financial miracle. Exodus 12 and 29. And it came to pass that at midnight, the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon in all the firstborn of cattle. Now we'd have to go back further in the chapter, maybe even a chapter before that, to see everything that set this up. But in the context we're looking at, at this point in time, the Lord's doing something. What's he doing? It came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon 
in all the firstborn of the carol, excuse me, of the cattle. So that's a major, major something drastic is happening right here. <clears throat> and Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Egypt wasn't, Egypt was quite a bit bigger than Fort Pierce. So there's a lot of people involved here. And it clearly says right here, and Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Now, there may have been many dead in some of them, but there was not a house that didn't have at least one dead. And so he's doing something here. Thank God he's not doing that today. This is the way the whole thing worked out, and there's a purpose for all of it. Okay, <clears throat> verse 30. Oh, got to go to 31. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night. <clears throat> now, who are you supposed to get me doing the calling here? That'd be Pharaoh, the one that just found out that there's not a, not a house on him when he wasn't dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. Go serve the Lord as ye have said. So I guess he straightened that out in a few short verses, didn't he? He's saying, get out of here. Take you and get the flip out of here. Because they've had, you know, very severe things going on right here. And so that's, that's why it is written this way. Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye have said. <clears throat> Verse 32. Also, take your flocks and your herds, as ye have said, and be gone, and bless me also. You find that a little different? I says, let me read that again. Take the flocks and your herds, as ye have said, and be gone. In other words, get out of here. Let me, let me look at that word, gone. Uh, it's gone. It's to be. It's to wander or whatever. So nothing specific going to stand out there. <clears throat> And take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone and bless me also. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I guess you could say he's got enough sense in this very short portion that we're reading that they've desiccated everything that he has. He now wants them out of there. But at the end of it he says, and bless me also. <clears throat> All right, so you're going on to verse 33. And the Egyptians, <coughs> excuse me, and the Egyptians were urgent upon the people 
that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. Well, they're figuring out what's going on. In other words, urgent and haste, get out of here. Verse 34, and the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs bound up in their clothes upon upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. Okay, I want to look that word borrowed up. And we think of borrowed, well, I'm a little shot. I'm going to ask Ben if he'll, you know, lend me, and I'd be borrowing five dollars, ten dollars, or something. Okay, this word "borrow" means to demand. <clears throat> to require. Well, I give the people a favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lend to them such things as they didn't spoil the Egyptians. Jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. Always, all of them, precious and costly things. And now verse 36, the last one we're going to look at. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. So the Lord gave the people favor. Favor, grace, and well-favored. In the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent The word lent there means to demand. Such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. That word spoil means to snatch away. To deliver. To recover to strip and to spoil. So again, we are talking about financial miracles. We're talking about the debt-free in 2023. We're talking about the favor of God. And so there was a speedy deliverance and there was a financial miracle that took place there. And again, I know we're reading scriptures, I know we're reading the Old Testament right now, but it is God's will for you and I now to have all these same things come to us in the only way they will ever come to us are a a great, great portion. But I I guess I'd be safe in saying the only way is you are going to have to speak, declare God's word into your life about it.
Or you say, he's not going to make a millionaire overnight. No, probably not. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. That's not my business. He runs that show. But we begin to speak God's word and then believe what we are speaking because it's the word of God. And then God has got something to work with and he will work with it. He absolutely will work with it. All right, then, <clears throat> excuse me, our last scripture reference is going to be in Psalm 105. Let's see if I can get this right this time here. Psalm. A lot of chapters in Psalms, huh? Psalm 105, we're going to be looking at verse 37. I'll give you a minute to find it. All right. When you're looking that up, then I'm going to take one back. For Big Jim. Thank you. You got a lot of reading to do there, Jim. You're a little late, so. <laughs> you're all right. You're all right. You're here. You're here. All right. Um, it's going to be towards the bottom of the page there, Jim. The scripture we're looking at now is Psalm 105, verse 37. And it says, He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Well, I mean, this is the Bible, right? Psalm 105, 37. So this has got to be true. You say, how can that be? He brought them forth also with silver and gold. Notice them in the scriptures, and again, we didn't have that many scriptures on our pages tonight anyhow, but silver and gold, silver and gold, silver and gold, silver and gold. <clears throat> you know what's still expensive today in this country? Silver and gold. Silver a whole lot less, meaning dollars size in amounts, but gold, gold is, I would say gold is going to be on the tear for a while. I got involved with the, well, I don't want to get into all that, how much time did I get here? But uh, I do some trading and stuff, and I never have traded what they call futures trading. I've traded all kinds of other things in the same brokerage I've been with for years. But just within the last two or three months or so, I uh, got in contact with them because they got good customer service. And uh, so I told the guy, I says, I want to see about trading gold gold futures. Now we're he says, okay. He says, you never done it before? I says, no. He says, okay, well, first of all, he, you know, he sent me a bunch of paperwork that I had to fill out, and that all takes a while to get done and all. And then I finally got clearance for it, because I had clearance for everything else, but I hadn't had that. So anyhow, I got into it, and uh, well, I can't tell you now off the top of my head, but today's price of gold, I want to say, is like uh, just under $1,900. An ounce. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, I, I get in, and then they started playing with the market, which they uh, want to do. Believe me, they do that. I, I, I can see and prove it to you. But anyhow, so I get in, made some trades, then I get out because, you know, and then uh, 
I think it was Friday this past week. I mean, you talk about tanking. I'm saying, what's going on? Well, I wasn't in right now because I'm saying, I'm going to wait until I can see this and progressively start to go before I jump in again because I guess I've skipped over that part. If you wanted to trade a futures contract, well, did I know anything about this? Not really. He says, well, but he can see anything, everything on your screen that I've got. He says, well, you're not going to be able to trade a whole futures contract. I says, okay. <laughs> and then he says, uh, but you can't, and he said, he told me, he says, because a futures contract, you have to set aside like $10,000 in a margin thing. That comes right out of whatever balance you've got. And they figure, well, I guess I'm not going to do that right now. So he says, but what you can do, if you still want to trade the futures, and you're just talking the gold futures, because there's all kinds of futures, he says, we can, we can do a one-tenth of a contract. Well, I said, well, okay, I can handle that. <laughs> so, uh, and then, but even doing one-tenth of a contract, now they're setting aside $999, because that's the way that whole system works in that market. So anyhow, don't ask me why I bumped my guns and told you all about that, but silver and gold, been around for a long time, and it's expensive, so. Uh, let me see, I wanted to have... When it says he brought them forth with silver and gold, not one feeble among them. Yeah. The word feeble means stumble, fall, and weak. Mm -hmm. Well, there was none of that with these people because there was no feeble among them. So, <clears throat> silver and gold refers to, in my mind, money and prosperity. Silver and gold are both, like I say, Gold is way, way, way more expensive than silver, but silver is still there and has a lot of uses in it. <clears throat> but prosperity is something that belongs to you and I. God wants us to be prosperous. Yeah. You prosper and be in health. Well, how are you going to get there? Even as thy soul prospers. Well, what if my soul's not prospering? Well, hang on for a little while then. Because the way it's going to happen, you know, even as thy soul prospers. <clears throat> and then the note below Psalm 105.37, the last one we looked at, the note says, God brought them out with silver and gold. Not one person had any debt. And on mine, I wrote down, this is God's will for all of us. And it absolutely is God's will for you. He brought them out with silver and gold, and they didn't have any debt. And you can say, well, I don't have silver, don't have any gold. But I do have debt. Amen. That's today. That's now. I mean, if that's your situation. I'm not saying that it is. But if that's your situation, you don't give up. What do you do? You pray, you speak the word of God, and ask God. Because all of our situations are different. Probably none of them are the same. But he will know exactly, the Holy Spirit will know exactly what he has to speak to you and show you things to come. Give you an understanding. And he will do that. He absolutely will do that. And that's what he's desirous to do. So this is God's will for all of us. Now on the end of the page, what's that? 
points out in 37, they have divine help. Not Absolutely. Being, not being weak, not being feeble. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, that's what all of us should walk in. Yeah. And if we don't, I mean, is anybody here, anybody here never been sick? Well, I'm not sick now much anymore, and I don't recall I had too much sickness when I was growing up or whatever. But we have to make decisions. You say, well, well, I'm not going to get into that. Nope. Good point, Ben. We'll move right along. So, <clears throat> uh, there's some people that do things. Yeah, they get themselves in trouble. So much for that. So at the bottom here, I've got three references to look up and read about Kingdom of God finances, and you won't read them now. But I purposely wrote them down because I would strongly encourage you. And doesn't mean you have to go read them all tonight before you go to bed or whatever. The next day, the next week, whatever it is, pick one of them. Pick Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 30. These are all fairly long readings. But you're going to see it all has to do with finances. And a lot of these, because you got Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Well, that's New Testament. You can expect to see a lot of red in these verses that you're going to be reading. But Jesus talked about this stuff? Well, you're going to find out he did. And that's why he wants us to understand it and to have it. So again, that's why I put them down there because for us to go through reading all those this evening after the ones they were covered, I don't think it'd do it justice time-wise. But so hence on this particular handout that I've given you, those are the references that you could uh, you could look at, or I suggest that you should look at. So now, are there any questions? Now, you don't have to have a question, but if you don't, I may start asking you a few questions. Mm. Not really. On anything that we've uh, talked about in our scripture references or whatever, or anything else that has to do with finances and the kingdom of God and the word of God and the fact that God wants us to be debt-free in 2023, so when we say that also, one could say, well, you're going to be kidding me. I do have debt, but there's no way in the world I can be out of debt by the end of 23. Who said so? Who said so? Uh, <clears throat> I'm, in my mind, I'm fortunate in many respects because I no longer have to work. Uh, and so I can be up early in the morning and there's several ministries I like to watch early in the morning on Kenneth Copeland's program, which is 24-7 anyhow. Uh, <clears throat> and there's two individuals I mentioned. There's a whole lot more than two individuals. But two individuals I would mention that definitely deal with finances and walk in it and have miraculous things going on in their ministries. One would be Bill Winston's ministries, uh, and you can see from time to time, don't know if they got any out there right now, but I get mail from so many ministries. A lot of times I put things out there for people to just pick up and read or whatever, but Bill Winston's ministries. And the other one would be Gary Cassie ministries. They both deal very strongly and heavily in the area of finances because that's what God has endowed them to do. And especially in Gary's Cassie's ministries, what he started relatively recently is uh, 
the number of people that come to church and sometimes they have just heard about him somehow. Somebody else told them about him. People haven't come to church yet. But see, miraculous things happen in their life. I mean, I can't even begin to explain part of them. But it is absolutely miraculous. And so, but again, that is exactly what God wants for you and me. He absolutely does. He wants us to. But, you know, if you don't have any desire to eat cauliflower, which I do not, amongst other things, but <clears throat> I do have desire for other things. So, but anyhow, God's will is for us. He's never against us, okay? Amen. All right, so... And we didn't have any questions, so let me see. K-E-S-S-E-E, I want to say. Gary Cassie. G-A, I think it is G-A-R-Y, but it's K-E-S-S-E-E. And if that's not the exact phonetic thing, keep putting it in Google and we'll get it right sooner or later. He's in, uh, well, see, he's got a big good guy. He's from Ohio. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you, um, when you took Proverbs 22 and 7, and it says, uh, the rich rule over the poor, yep. and the borrower is servant to the lender, yep. that looks just like a picture of Pharaoh and the children of Israel. Absolutely. He ruled over them with rigor. Yeah. He um, enslaved them. And having free labor made them rich. Absolutely. So that's like a you know a stronghold there, and he kept them in bondage. Yeah. He did not want to release them. Absolutely not. Not even at the command of God. No, absolutely not. So that tells us as believers as well that there's a stronghold on finances. True. And just as you pointed out, you know we have to speak to break those bondages by we do. faith. Because we do. Because that the Bible teaches that. What we speak, we believe. So it's tied to our mm-hmm. believer. Yeah. You know, seeing, you know, releasing it out of our gates, speaking it, hearing the word of God, speaking the word of God, reading the word of Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Looses the power of that feral type stronghold on our lives. Absolutely. Where God absolutely wants us completely free. He does. He will stop at nothing to see us free mm-hmm. in those respects. Amen. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Free indeed. That's his will, and, his will and desire right there. And so, but we all have our own part to play in it, so to speak. And it's what we choose or don't choose, what we allow or don't allow, whatever. <clears throat> but he is good all the time. Okay. Anybody else want to ask me how to spell something? So, Don't make it too difficult. I can do Y-E-S and N-O. I can pretty much handle that one. So, What's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, you did. They were owed for all that slave labor that they gave. Yeah. But then I thought it's interesting to note that all of the wealth that they gained, they then freely gave into the ministry of building the tabernacle, mm-hmm. building up a presence, a place.
receive, but has it in our hearts to give back of all that he's already given us. Absolutely. I mean, he's the creator of all things. I mean, without him and his plan and his purpose, I mean, we wouldn't have any breath or whatever or anything else, whether we have good health, bad health, poor, not poor, whatever the situation is. But he's always good all the time, and that's what he wants for all of us. And so it's like a mindset's the word that comes to me right now. We have to be, if we're not walking in prosperity right now, Again, as we said earlier, do not allow the devil to condemn you on anything at any time, but none of his business. But then we begin to speak the word of God, and God wants to help us. And he knows, I mean, again, that's who he is. Well, I don't know anything about her, but he does. He knows exactly what to give to her, some dream in the night, or when she's praying in tongues in the morning. I'll start it with this one. And when he starts, that's, that's something he starts with you on this one. It's going to fit you to a T because he knows exactly what you need at that time so he can get you where he wants to go. So he's great. <clears throat> Can't lose with the stuff we use. Praise God. Amen. All right, bumping the gums. So let's go. What do I do with that? Uh, well, you give me a second here to think of what's going on. I'm not totally adrift of the Holy Ghost, but I'm somewhere. I haven't misplaced it. I don't know where I put it right now. But I brought some dinero in here for you people this evening, so I'm going to find out. Yeah, take your time. Look. Yeah, okay. All right. So I was over there, it's not there. So. Go check your car. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's in this building. I got enough pockets here, so. Ah! Don't hide inside my wallet. Can you imagine that? So. All right, Brother Ben, would you be willing to help us this evening? Yeah. Uh, I'm not feeble. Okay. Bam! Everybody in here gets one of those. Now keep your eyes on them. Don't let them go past you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You're welcome. Did uh, <clears throat> I tell you one thing? I went to the bank to get these a couple of days ago. What a joke that is! But anyhow, I told the guys I like some new. He says, "Well, how many do you want?" And so I don't have to tell you the amount, but I it was well more than we needed here. 
And I says, but I'd like to have some, you know, new bills if you got them. Well, as you can see, the bills you're looking at, that's what he gives me for new bills. I figure you guys are a joke for crying out loud, so. Which one did you go to? That's B of A, right? Yeah, Bank of America, yeah. I went to one up here in Fort Pierce because it's the closest to me, so. Uh, Whatever. So let me see. Let me see if I made anything. I have a notation here. I wouldn't have mentioned or say anything on it. I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't do that. I mean, I choose to do that. I like to give. I, I, I do have the ability to do that, so I do that. And uh, believe me, God will cause it to come, come to pass. So I support... Well, I won't tell you how many ministries and what the dollar affects every month, but I, I purposely spent, and these are ministries that I know of and been with them. Some of them I've been the one that I've been with the longest. Uh, well, I've been supporting them for 40 years now. Wow. So, and there's others, you know, that are somewhere in, in between, like, like Brother Copeland's ministry and Bill Winslow, a lot of guys have been you know, doing the same thing for them for a long time. But, again, I'm not bragging about that, but I'm just saying I, I have the ability to do it and I like to do it, so therefore it's good. And then there's the blessing of the Lord. Now, you ever heard of seed time and harvest? Yes. Tell you one more thing. Have I got, have I got, I'm not running over, am I? No. Okay. So, <clears throat> let me see. How can I do this? Uh, all right, I'll just say it this way. Because then tell you how many ministries I support and what the dollar amount is, and I won't. But I use a ledger book for all my finances and stuff, everything coming in, everything going out, different things that I have coming in and all. And, but also, uh, I sow seed usually around the second or the third of the month, depending how it comes out to all these other ministries. And then, so what I do in this ledger book, on the last column, because I now go to a seven-column ledger book, because I have all these things that I want to keep in contact. So anyhow, <clears throat> on this last line, the last ledger line, which is seed, then I'll have a total by the end of the month because in between times, I may give a blessing and offering to somebody in this church or someplace else. That's not these ministries or whatever, but it still counts as seed sown. So anyhow, I'll make a long story short, as you can see. The, uh, on, the, on the bottom of those three, I take whatever my total is for that month. And then below that, I have three lines. 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And there's quite a difference. I mean, 30-fold is going to be pretty good in itself. But can you imagine 100-fold? And does the Bible say anything about 30, 60, 100 fold. Yeah. It absolutely does. And so again, it's our mindset, our thinking, and how, how we can operate with that. And again, I repeat one of the first things we started now. Do not allow any condemnation in your life. The devil's a liar. He's an adversary and he's a puke. So God's not like that. God's for us. And he wants everyone in here become prosperous and be in health even as their soul prospers. Go right here, brother. I was going to ask you, um, you're obviously an extravagant giver. Um, is there any point that you can remember to where you just felt like you just started taking on 
was there something like really pivotal that you remember? Because I heard uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch, he, he gave a testimony that he sold like $200. You know, the Lord told him to give, give $200. And ever since he gave that $200, his life wasn't the same after he did that. He was obedient. Praise so God. God. Is, is there anything like that that you can remember that was significant to you? Your giving just, it just took off to where, you know, you're at the level. Uh. Can't say as they do right now. Can't say. I mean, like I say, I've been doing this for years. Right. I mean, you said. And. Years, uh, right. I mean, that's the first time I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a long time. You know, that is, and, and a lot of people don't even live four years. Right. Um, be able to to sow and into the same ministry. Yeah. For, for four years, that's that's awesome. Uh, so no, I can't I can't think of any uh, particular thing now, but I mean I know there have been times. I know there have been times where I've, I've given more for a reason and you're prompted to do something and it may be more. It wouldn't have been anything that would have been normal on any of these lists I'm ministering to, but some, uh, it, it comes up. And so when it bears witness with you, then you probably ought to go ahead and do it because there's probably going to be a blessing behind it. So. But not to answer your question, I don't, I don't think I'd do anything. Go right ahead. We give, but my giving changed basically when my motive changed. In other words, I was no longer giving to get, or no longer giving so God would right. get. I was giving because my motive was correct with the Lord. Amen. So God. Like Jesus, you know, you had Jesus there who at one time ran into a whole bunch of people, and he said, feed these people. And they said, well, well there's no McDonald's. We don't have enough money yeah. for McDonald's. We get all these people some. Right. Well, they knew Jesus' ministry, and they knew how much money he had. So apparently at that time, Jesus must not have had enough money to send them to all the McDonald's. Right. But mm -hmm. because of his motive was to feed the people not just to gain money. Mm -hmm. God responded by feeding the people in a different way. Yeah. So in my motive, you know, you know, I've heard a lot of word, I've heard a lot of things, give, give, and so on, and God's going to give me back, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. But when your motive is to bless another ministry, to extend right. God's kingdom to, because I believe God doesn't want everybody to be a millionaire, because mm -hmm. it would ruin a lot of people. True, and true. He wants to give you enough money to do what you're called and your purpose to do. If it takes $200 million to do what God called you to do, then you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. If it takes $500 a week to do it, then God's going to give you that. Yeah. But not everybody's going to be a trillionaire, I don't believe. Right, right. Right, There's a lot right. of people who would end up with so much money, they would just lose their purpose and their plan, get back yeah. into selfishness and fall apart. True. And so, like and I say, my motive changed at one time. To, I don't, I yeah. give just, and like he said, when the Holy Spirit tells you to give, you give, but your motive is to bless, is to fulfill God's yeah. kingdom and extend his kingdom. But at first it was, you know, I needed a new car. I was way in debt. Yeah. God do this for me, mm -hmm. God do that for me. God, and I needed that. That's the way I felt right there. Yeah, because absolutely. I'm, I'm the king of debt at one time. Yeah, right, yeah. Because <laughs> every month of debt as I was at one time. You, know, you could put them all together. And my motive was, and like, I, I, I got to help like God help too. me help yeah, me. But when yeah. my motive yeah, changed yeah, 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 yeah. and I quit worrying about it, that's when everything seemed to turn yeah. around. As long as I was in worry, I was fighting. True, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Praise God. Well, see that? You've you been heard? preaching that for a long time, too. Exactly what you, what you said yeah. right there. You know, Seek you first the kingdom of God. And so you heard it from the hosses' Horses mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, he wasn't that one time. He just shared that with you. So again, 
Do not ever allow the devil to try to give you a hard time with where you are right now. God can move on from there. He knows exactly what you need. And so before I belabor any points, thank you for your attendance this evening, and I hope you received something out of it. Oh, yeah. And again, I encourage you, take some time, whenever it's going to be, to read all those scriptures on the bottom. I think it's going to enlighten some things to you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.